before we started a new sermon series called ask for so in the first week we asked God for open doors and last week we asked God for open hearts open heart is the one that receives and also that gives open heart receives God's word and open heart receives God's will open heart gives out life in word in action and through sacrifice you know that's what we spoke about on last during last week and today we are going to ask God for open heaven can you all say open heaven little out loud open heaven is important in our lives to receive both spiritual as well as material blessings you know you may be wondering why nothing is happening in my life yet why my prayers are not reaching heaven God said in his word if you ask anything according to his will I will give but why he is not giving me anything why he is not doing anything at all in my life you know if I allow you to say there may be many more things that you will be able to say this morning saying that things are not happening in my life I wish you know things could happen in this way but things are not happening there may be many reasons but one of the reasons the most important reason for not our prayers not getting answered are not getting heard in heaven and not bringing answer to us one of the many reasons is the heaven above us is closed can you all say closed closed the heaven above us is closed at times what we need is a open heaven today God wants us to ask for open heaven you know there are times when we go out and look above and we see all that we see is the cloud you know I like my astronomy in my in my college days so there are times you know we plan to go out to watch to observe the stars in the night but you know those nights were at times very disappointing because there is too much of cloud or too much of light pollution in the sky we may not be able to see anything in the same way there are times the cloud the, the sky the, the heaven above us is closed and we, we are not receiving anything we are not having any blessings in our lives because the heaven above us is not open it is closed and this morning we want to ask God for open heaven there is many other terms that are used in the Bible there is what one another term that is a predominant term that is used in Bible to refer to open heaven is floodgates of heaven can you say floodgates floodgates of heaven you and I are living in a life where we expect we want the heaven above us is kept open so that we will be able to enjoy and experience the blessings of God both spiritual and material in our lives Bible records instances when heaven opened for individuals so I can just give you one example as part of my introduction remember in Daniel chapter 10 Daniel saw a vision and he was fasting for 21 long days and he was humbling himself because he was so disturbed by seeing that vision 
and he wants to know he wanted to know what is happening in the spiritual realm concerning that vision and when did he get his answer on the first day no on the second day no on the 21st day he got his answer from heaven on the final day of his fasting an angel appeared before him a messenger of god came from heaven saying your requests were reached and heard by god on the first day looks like it was one way the request reached heaven suddenly but the, there was no answer and he said i came to give you an answer on the first day itself but the spirit prince of the king of persia blocked me on my way that i couldn't reach you and then i can i need to call the messenger is telling about this i need to call michael the archangel to come and fight with the prince of the air the prince of the kingdom of persia and now i could come with an answer many times our blessings or our answer to prayers are blocked in heaven by the prince of the air the evil spirits in the heavenly places you know all at times you know we we we, we don't hear at all anything from heaven you know we all know that there are three heavens i don't want to go too much into it the first heaven is what you see when you go out and you look above you know you see as far as you could see is what is first heaven that's where you see all the stars that's where you see all the galaxies and everything and there is a heaven above the second heaven you know that's where the the evil spirit is occupying the second heaven the middle layer of the heaven is filled with evil spirits and there is another heaven the third heaven you know that's where god resides and anything that goes up it has to come down as an answer to prayer there is a middle layer and we need to work through that layer in order to bring the answer from god so many times you know our prayers are not not heard because bible says our fight is not always with the flesh and blood ephesians 6 12 word of god says our fight is not always with the flesh and blood it is with principalities and it is with the powers of darkness you know this means we need to fight our spiritual battle in order to receive any blessing from god but there are certain things god hates and they won't allow us to receive those blessings or they won't allow us to fight our battle if we need to fight the battle we need to have a good relationship with god without that relationship we can't fight the spiritual battle we will fail and the enemy will walk over us there are certain things in our lives that give access to the devil to stop our blessings either we will not be able to fight our battle or it gives access to the devil that he could stop as it happened in the life of daniel they allow the enemy to keep the heaven door closed you know this morning we are talking about open door and we are here this morning to ask god for open heaven above our lives but when we know that you know what really keeps the heaven doors closed we want to change our lives accordingly so that we will be able to receive the blessings from god you know this morning i i know for sure you know you're always waiting for certain blessings in your lives no matter what it may be 
This morning, God wants you to listen to this. Open heaven means prosperity. Open heaven means blessings. All types of blessings, spiritual blessings, material blessings, the promotion that you have been waiting for in your workplace, the baby blessings, children's future, our career, our financial status, everything is included. So this morning I'm here to help you out how to keep our heaven open. How to keep our heaven open in our lives so that, you know, it will bring great blessings. And this morning I believe it's going to be a great teaching if you want to really know the secrets for keeping our heaven open. Number one, heaven opens when we do what is fitting. Heaven opens when we do what is fitting. Can you say what is fitting? Let's find out that Matthew chapter 3 verses 13 to 17 we read an incident, instance where Jesus came to be baptized by John the Baptist. Let's read the scriptures. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And are you coming to me to be baptized? But Jesus answered and said to him, permit it to be so now. For thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove. And the lighting upon him. Verse 17, And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. We know this, that incident that took place at river jordan when jesus was about to be baptized listen to me it was not the best option to be baptized in the hand of someone who is not even worthy to untie the sandals of jesus it was not a best option for jesus to be baptized in the hands of someone weary wearing an indecent dress Someone who eats such a raw food. Someone who was living in the wilderness. And someone who is about to be killed in few days anyway. It was not the best option for Jesus to be baptized in the hands of John the Baptist. Jesus was God himself. Why he need to be baptized in the hand of an ordinary man. And even a man who looks so ugly living in the wilderness. Why? Even after this man prevented Jesus from being baptized him, Jesus went ahead and received baptism through this man. My question is why? Verse 15 says, But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. But now it is fitting for us to do so. We are talking about open heaven. In order to have an open heaven, when we do what is fitting for us to do, when we do that, the heaven above will open. I'll help you here. There are certain things in your life and in my life that are not, that are fitting. Fitting means it is right, it is appropriate, 
it is relevant for us to do in the in the current context just do not lose me when you say it is fitting it is right to do that it is appropriate to do that it is relevant to do that they may not be the best or they may not be the desired option they may not be the one that is wanted or preferred or favored but they are required to be done when we do what is fitting what is right what is appropriate what is relevant it may not be the best it may not be that what you want that to happen when you do what is fitting heaven opens for you today you may not like everything that's going on in your life but it is fitting it is right it is appropriate it is relevant for your current context to do what you are supposed to do you may not like your spouse but it is god who appointed for you to live with her with him you may not like the city that you are in today but it is god who brought you to the city you may not like your church today but it is fitting to stand with the ministry with the church where god wants you to be you may not like your job but remember you prayed for a job and god gave you this job it is fitting for you to work in that job you may not like this life at all but it is fitting for you to live not to die it is fitting for you to live even though if you don't like this life but not to die psalm 33 verse 1 i'm reading from nlt it says let the godly sing for joy to the lord it is fitting for the pure to praise him it is fitting for us to praise him you know when we pray for a pure heart when we come in the presence of god asking god to cleanse our lives it is fitting for to praise him psalm 147 verse 1 says praise the lord how good to sing praises to our god how delightful and how fitting god has kept us in each position in each place in each family because it is fitting romans 15:5 says may god who gives this patience and encouragement help you live in complete harmony with each other as it is fitting for believers of Christ Jesus there are certain things which are good which are which are appropriate than what you want to do but when you obey to those things when you do what you are expected to do the heaven above as is open Jesus found that it was appropriate it was fitting for him to fulfill all righteousness and take baptism in the hands of that man and he did that and heaven opened above him when jesus totally surrendered him and humbled himself to the authority that god has established on the day in the wilderness we see heaven opening in your life if you are searching for a perfect wife or a husband we won't find but what god has given you is something that is fitting if you search for a perfect job you won't get it if you search for a perfect church you are not going to find it but what you have now is fitting for you because it is given by god because it is given by god you know this morning i want to want you to know that you know god knows every situation that we are in and he has done everything accordingly many times we blame many times we have concern and we are not happy with what is given being baptized in the hands of the 
hence of John the Baptist was the right thing for Jesus to do open heaven is for those who do what is fitting open heaven is for those who are happy and contend with what is given being baptized in the name of the Father Son and the Holy Spirit as an adult as a 30 year old male Jesus went once we receive salvation in our lives it is fitting for us to be baptized in the name of the Father Son and the Holy Spirit have you received the water baptism if not we need to surrender to God when Jesus surrendered himself to be baptized and he saw heaven being opened over his life secondly heaven opens when we give I want to take you to Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 the very familiar scripture Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 bring all the tithes into the storehouse we are talking about open heaven when God opens heaven above us bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this says the Lord of hosts if I will not open you for you the windows of heaven Bible talks about the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessings that there will not be room enough to receive it windows of heaven another version says floodgates of heaven again can you say floodgates for some reason I like the term floodgates you know it means so much to me the part of the you know the, the, the part of the country where I was born we had a dam it's known as the Mulai Periyar Dam so you know often we used to visit the dam you know to see how water is stored in the reservoir and how the water really helped for cultivation so I'm just so thrilled you know to use the term the floodgates you know when we bring our tithes the one-tenth of our house income I just need to pass here you know before I just take it further our tithe goes to zero when when our monthly income goes to zero our tithe goes to zero when our monthly income goes to zero you know it is whatever we get as a household income when we bring our tithes faithfully to the church where you worship storehouse where you are nourished spiritually God opens the floodgates of heaven you know this is not, not my own word this is the words of God now if you can go to the next slide I just want to you know quickly move from this I want you to imagine a huge concrete structure that is built across a huge reservoir the water is stored up for a couple of reasons for irrigation for cultivation and even maybe for power generation purposes and what we see is the sluice gates you know that gates are used to let water go when it is needed when the sluice gate is opened water gushes out of that sluice gate from the dam and with a tremendous pressure and you know it cleanses all the debris that are seen on the on the riverbed and it flows through all the dry land and it flourishes the field and eventually this water gets deposited into a lake or into the ocean the heavenly storehouse is exactly like the dam dam 
or a water reservoir that stores the blessings in heaven. The sluice gates are the windows of heaven. And Bible says in Malachi chapter 3, 10 as we read, you know, God opens the sluice gates when it is needed. The water gushing out of the gates, when the gate is opened, is the blessings that comes in our lives. Can I hear an amen this morning? That, you know, that blessings comes from the storehouse of heaven. And you know what? This is a secret of receiving blessings from God. You will see growth and increase in every aspect of our life. You know, it's not really a trick. It's not a trick. You know, we are not trying to trick God. It's not a Old Testament or New Testament law. In fact, it is a biblical life principle. It is a biblical life principle when we do this. God opens the windows of heaven. It's not just in our financial blessings, but God will also release flourishing growth and increase in our lives. You know, we are not following God just for financial blessings. There are many, much more blessings that we need in our lives. You know, our concern is about children. Many of the time, our concern is about health. And this river needs to flow through our lives. And where the river comes, it comes from the storehouse of heaven. And when the river flows through your life and your family, you will see the flourishment, you will see the nourishment. We are talking about this morning, how do we keep the heaven above us open so that we will receive the blessings. When we give to God, God flourishes and nourishes our lives. We don't know, we don't need this in order to be saved. We don't need this to go to heaven. We don't need to give our tithes to go to heaven. We don't need to give our tithes to experience the love and the mercy and the joy of the Lord. They are all already given. You don't need to do anything for that. But listen to me, there is nothing that tests our trustworthiness, our loyalty, our faithfulness more than taking one tenth of our income and laying it at the altar there is nothing else can test our faithfulness to God more than taking the one tenth of our income and laying it at the feet of God it is totally logical because it is your money it is our money we worked hard for to earn this money and we have a little income it is totally logical but this is an act of faith and when we do this act of faith in your life, you know, we, what we believe, we believe certain things we believe. When we bring the 10 percentage of our income to God, we believe the 90 percentage of the remaining income. And we believe that, that God will make it overflow the remaining 90 percentage into the days of the month into the remaining days of the month, into the remaining months of the year, into the remaining years of your life. And even that blessing flows from one generation to other generation. You know, I remember today I'm blessed because I have seen my mom doing it. You know, the mom and dad brings whatever money he brings from the office. The first thing before she opens the bureau and keeps that money inside, he will, she will just count and she will take that amount and put that amount aside and she will keep the remaining. We have seen that blessing in our lives and God wants us to give. You know, we preach this today because we want you to be blessed. And if you are blessed, the church is blessed. 
the kingdom, kingdom of God flourishes. When we give, heaven opens. Thirdly, finally, heaven opens when we obey. When we obey. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 and 2. If you can read that with me, reading from NIV, if you can read that with me. If you fully obey, if you all can just join together and read, if you fully obey the Lord, your God, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on the earth. Verse 2, all these blessings will come on you, come on you and accompany you. If you obey the Lord, you are God. And if you continue to read, the verse says, blessed you be in the city blessed be the fruit of your womb your basket your kneading bowl you're coming in and you're going out be blessed your enemies will come in one direction and they will flee in seven ways your barns will be filled and blessed the blessings goes on and on until verse 12 and it comes verse 12 says Deuteronomy 28 12 says the Lord will open the heavens the storehouse of his bounty to send rain on your land in season and to bless all the work of your hands you will lend to many nations but will borrow from none you know if this promise is not for us it is for who else god wants us to inherit these blessings and the only way to do it is deuteronomy again let's go back to verses one and two if you fulfill if you fully obey the Lord, you are God. If you fully obey, how much we need to obey? 100%. If you fully obey the Lord, are you with me? If you fully obey the Lord, you are God. And carefully follow all the commandments. When we obey God, Bible says, Deuteronomy 28, 12 says, The Lord will open the heaven above us. And when we disobey, we will stop receiving the blessings. It is for children of God. Remember, God is not giving this Deuteronomy 28 to the aliens or to the Gentiles. He was giving it to whom? For the children of God. So this promise belongs to you and me. And Bible says again, Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2, to send rain on your land in season. If you obey his commandments, God says, you will receive the blessings when? On time. On time. Without delay. Without delay, you will receive the blessings. Can I see a witness here in this house? You have received the blessings on time in your life. Amen. 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 I see a couple of hands going up. Thank God. When we obey, Bible says, we will receive the blessings in season. I want to take you quickly to the life of Saul here as an example. Saul disobeyed God and God rejected him. We know the story. Saul disobeyed God and God rejected him. Just want to you know, find out what has really happened in his life before God even rejected him. Instead of open heaven, he experienced suddenly a closed heaven above his life. It is important to obey God in order to keep an open heaven. If you can go to the next slide. Obeying God, listen to this. Obeying God is obeying his word. 
Obeying God is obeying who is in authority. That's what scripture says. That's what Paul says. Obeying God is obeying who shepherds over you. Obeying God is obeying your parents. Children must obey your Come on children. You must obey your parents. Obeying the inner prompting of the Holy Spirit. Obeying God is obeying his word, obeying the authority that God has established even in our workplaces, obeying who shepherds over you, children obeying the parents, and obey the inner prompting of the Holy Spirit. God wants us to obey him in order to have an open heaven above. Today all of us are disobeying. I'm disobeying in many ways. I'm with you. I'm not just, even though I'm standing here, I'm just with you. We are disobeying God in many ways. Let's read from the life of Saul to see how important it is to obey God. We are not just talking about the ordinary obedience that we talk about often. We are talking about the obedience in, in, in an extreme degree, in a high measure, in a very accurate measure, so that you know, we want the heaven to be opened above our lives. Saul is supposed to be anointed as a king over Israel. Samuel is coming, in fact, in 1 Samuel chapter 15. Samuel is coming here to anoint Saul as a king over Israel. Even before the chapter ends, God rejected Saul. So what had happened in his life? I'm so curious to know whether that can teach something to me so that I know where is my mistake. Simply because the Bible says he did not reject, sorry, he did not obey God's instruction. We read that in 1 Samuel chapter 15. Samuel came to anoint Saul, as verse 1 and 2 says, as a king over Israel. But with the condition of listening to God's instruction. You know, every blessing in our lives comes with the conditions. The more blessings we receive, the more conditions we have to fulfill. Because every blessing comes with a condition. God's instruction is always very clear. Let's read for Samuel chapter 15 verse 3. So you can find out whether it's clear enough or not. Now go and attack Amalek and are totally destroy, completely destroy all that they have and do not spare them but kill both man and woman, infant and nursing child, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. God always gives us instruction very clearly but many times we don't have ear to hear. Many times we are quick to speak, but we are slow to hear, but it should, be, should have been in the other way. Probably that was Saul's problem. He did not even listen what God told him. Probably, I'm not sure. And what was actually done by Saul? Verse 9, 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 9. This is what exactly he did in response. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatling, the lambs, and all that was good, and were unwilling to destroy them. But everything despised and worthless that they are totally destroyed. God asked them to destroy everything that is so precious in that city because he doesn't want any of those things to come into the camp of the children of God. But he did exactly in the other way. You know, that's what we do many times in our lives. God's instructions are very clear. God's instructions must be obeyed to the word. 
to word by word. When we try to apply human wisdom, Saul would have thought, why you know, unnecessarily destroy all the good stuff? You know, that's where you and I come with our human wisdom and say, Lord, why that should be that way? We put a rational there and see that maybe that's not what God said. You know, just want you to you know, understand. We justify, we say many reasons for not doing it, and eventually we fail to obey God. You know, this is what you do, this is what I do in my life, in our lives. We come with our human wisdom to understand the instructions of God without obeying it, and we justify and we, we rationalize. And we say reasons when God speaks to us it must be obeyed you know we don't argue here with God because he is God what are we gaining by arguing with him many times you know we even start advising God you know I have seen some of some of our prayers instead of praying to God we end up in advising God have you come across such prayers we start, you know, teaching God. Lord, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. This is what I want. You know, Lord, maybe it would have been better if you do it this way. You know, we take the position of God and we deposition God to a level and we make him to listen to us. You know, this is our problem. Some of us are having this problem. All of us, in fact, have this problem with dealing with God. Exactly the same problem that Saul had on the other day. When God speaks, we just try to do it. God speaks through three, four, five different ways. We saw that. At times we try to even twist the hands of God. God, you can't do it. I want it this way. So I'm taking, extending my fasting three more days <laughs> and make sure God answers my prayer. But what is your prayer? That prayer is not already according to the will of God. And that prayer may not be answered. I don't think that I'm talking to you, but I'm talking to you. Saul was trying to justify his disobedience. When Saul went to meet, Samuel went to meet Saul, Saul had a very convincing answer here. Why he did not obey God. Let's read that. 1 Samuel 15, 21. What a beautiful answer. Saul was as expert as all of us. 1 Samuel 15, 21. But the people took of the plunder. Saul talking to Samuel. Sheep and oxen. The best things, are, best of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. And he even said your God. Now it is becoming God's problem. Actually not doing that was Saul's problem. He's transferring the problem back to God. You were wrong. Those things could have been used for your sacrifice. You were wrong God by saying that. But I'm very clever. I'm very intelligent. You know that's how we stand in the front of God at times in our prayer chamber. We do the same thing. First, we get convinced within us for not doing that. And we are very sure it's not God. 
God cannot ask me to destroy everything that is used for his sacrifice. It's not God. At times when I ask some of you, why oh, you couldn't come to church? You have a very convincing answer, very strong answer. I can't even say anything to you. I'm not really good at arguing. I just give up very easily. All of us make that kind of reasons and excuses. God wants us to stop telling excuses. God wants us to stop telling reasons why we don't serve God. Why we don't serve God. You know, at times we take things easy. God's things easy and we neglect it often. We easily replace the things of God with the things of the world. Now, I just want you to realize the Saul's situation. He did not do any major mistake. I mean, of course, it's a major mistake. It is his life. But from our point of view, it's just nothing. It's a little adjustment. It's a very little adjustment. God doesn't really bother. He knows my weakness. He knows my situation. Many times, we are like Esau, willing to trade God for the world. You know how sad it is when we really think about it. The result, Saul was rejected as a king. That's very sad. If you read the response of Samuel to Saul, who took, took things easy, you know, when we read this, really we get terrified. I was so afraid. I'm still afraid to see these things. Verse 22. So Samuel said, As the Lord has great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, the obey, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. Do you think that God is going to be pleased with your disobedience more than the sacrifices that you could offer to him? Obey is better than sacrifice. Now this is terrifying, the scripture. It's really frightening. Verse 23, for rebellion, can you read this with me? Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness is as iniquity as and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you from being king. God wants us to obey. Then our worship, then our devotion to God, then our prayer. God wants us to worship. God wants, sorry, God wants me to obey. God is saying your rebellion is a witchcraft. Witchcraft, we all know. It brings division in the family. Listen to me. Your rebellion is a witchcraft which brings division in the family. In the same division is brought to the church. Rebellion brings division to the family and the church. Your stubbornness is idolatry, which is one of the sins that God, one of the two sins that God hates the most. It is capable of dragging us to the eternal hell. And God wants us to turn away from our rebellious and stubborn nature at times the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes the pride of life spiritual pride overtakes us to obey God's instruction 
You know, we are puffed up with spiritual pride at times. We think that we know everything. We think that we, hand, we can handle everything. And by doing it, we fail to obey the instruction of God. But God is telling children of God, you are saved and you are anointed, but you still do witchcraft and you still do idol worship. The reason for losing the blessings, the reason for getting rejected by God, it's because was because of the nature of Saul. You know, today you have and I have the nature of Saul in me to take God the things of God easily. We have that nature within us at times. We are so rebellious and we are so stubborn and we lose the blessings of God. If you want to have open heaven, you need to be willing to change. You know, when you counsel, when we counsel some of the families, we tell them very clearly, without your character being changed, without your rebellious and stubborn nature being changed, as a husband and wife, you can no way live together. We need to change from disobeying the instructions, the godly counsel and the word of God. Change from our rebellious nature. If we say one thing, you will be able to say ten things. I'm talking about what's happening inside the house, inside four walls. So rebellious, so rebellious in nature, so stubborn, not willing to change. I will be like this. If you want, you live with me. Otherwise, you get lost. I don't know what God is going to do with us. Change from our stubbornness. When we change our lives, we will experience the open heaven. Today, we need to ask God for open heaven. Shall we all just stand? I just want to summarize. We will have open heaven above our lives when we do what is fitting even though it may not be the best thing in our lives it may not be desired by us but we need to be happy and content with what is given we will have open heaven when we give according to the biblical life principle of tithing we will have open heaven above us when we obey God by changing our rebellious and stubborn nature. This morning, we are going to get into a time of prayer and those who are connected with me, I just encourage you to be in a time of prayer. We are here to ask for open heaven. Ultimately, God wants to bless us. That's the objective. Ultimately, we want to receive the blessing of God. Otherwise, you know, no help of so much of talking and so much of devotion and worship. You want to be blessed by God. This morning, shall we analyze our lives before we move from this place? Why we don't experience such a blessings of God in our lives? Shall we take a moment to analyze our hearts? And make things right with God. We want to do it here before we leave from this place. If you want to kneel down, you can kneel down and pray. In whatever way you want to pray, let this be a time of prayer. It may not be a time of worship, but it may be just a time of prayer. And of course, a deep worship can rise from the bottom of your heart when we are done with committing yourself to God. <laughs>